Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here every Saturday on KDAL from 12 to 1. Mr. Callagher, how are you doing today? Jim, we're doing real good up here in the Twin Ports. We are um, digging out again. Did you get more snow again? Uh, yeah, we've had more snow again and it's um, uh, it's been a challenging time for the housing market up here with uh, getting your house cleaned and keeping it looking well from the outside. Um, so, um, yeah, we've had a lot of snow this winter. And uh, wow. real estate market, although I think the real estate market is, is uh, you know, it's okay. It's still, it's seasonably slow. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, it's just one of those things to where you, um, it's what we're dealing with right now. Well, and um, yeah, I know that there have been some vacationing realtors down here in Florida because I, I'm not going to mention her name, but one of them is a really good friend of my wife's, and and uh, she was down here, and yeah, it's the time to go on vacation, I guess, is what she was saying. Well, I think this is a big time of year for uh, people heading south, be it Florida, be it Texas, be it uh, uh, you know Southwest. It's uh, I think it's just that time of year, and and yeah. uh, uh, I you know we're coming up on February. I know one of the big things down in florida that i think is a is an annual event i know we've been down there before as a family and uh, uh i don't know if you're a race fan but uh the daytona 500 oh sure and uh that draws you know hundreds of thousands of people down to that to daytona beach area I, I i don't know if you've ever been up there but the daytona beach area is like uh it's it's a great place but try to get around there when you're at that yeah. race i mean yeah been to that racetrack the... and uh it's it's just an incredible experience. Yeah, we kind of call it the crawl. Um, <laughs> you know, when your when your online map says that the average speed limit is three mph, you know, it's just getting you ready, you know, to be stuck in traffic for a while. And and over on the east coast and some other places, it's it's really 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 bad. It, in Punta Gorda here, it used to be really easy. Um, we didn't ever get that many, but man, people have discovered this beautiful area, and wow, it's yeah, it's hard to get anywhere. Yesterday, I had to go to a um, a listing appointment. It was seven miles away from my office. Guess how long it took me to get there? Oh, forty minutes. Well, it wasn't that bad. But it was it was um, it was twenty four minutes, which is it's enough, you know. Um, and uh, there's uh, yeah, they, you know, good old Highway forty one has been has been um, um, sung about in uh, the Almond Brothers song, you know, cruising on down forty one. But um, it there is no cruising down forty one with all the stoplights. Um, <laughs> And, and the timing of them seems oddly uh, set to stop traffic and not not improve it sometimes, but oh well. But yeah, Gary, give down us, here. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. No, I was going to say, give us an update on on your oh. market in terms of like how the recovery from the hurricane. Are, are you getting back to some level of normalcy down there in your particular area? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're we're quite busy. Um, the, the last, this whole week has been a whirlwind. I am way behind on a lot of different things, um, that I've got, I've got zero appointments today, but I have zero time available. Um, 
you know, and we're recording this on Friday. Um, so, you know, it's just all catch-up work. Uh, and oh, this, is, this actually is your busy time of season. Yeah. You right. know, when you when you look at, at at markets and how they work, where ours is typically will start sometime in March, April, and and run. You're in the in the prime of your season, I've got to imagine. And and how yes. has the hurricane? How has that hurricane affected the, that type of a seasonal, um, you know, market that that you're dealing with right now? Well, I mean, it's 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 had a huge impact. I would tell you that probably. And I, this is a guess. I wish I, I've never read it, but I, you know, like I would say that probably one in four homes around here had serious impacts from the hurricane. Now, if you go into parts of Fort Myers, which I don't, I don't sell in Fort Myers at all usually. Um, the devastation there was it's probably one in every two, just because that's where the that's where the 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 tidal surge or whatever that 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 surge came in it just flooded them like you can't believe we didn't get that so we had all roof damage basically um and and other damage from flying objects but i would say probably one in four one in five houses and that 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 puts them if they want to sell their property it literally puts a stop sign in front of them because even if they've, you know, even if they don't have an insurance claim and they're just waiting to get repairs, nobody will reinsure a house that needs repairs. And the inspections are getting quite serious with um, the insurance companies too. So it's, yeah, it's it's a it's a wild little race with those with those. And some of them we have closings that are knocked out a year. Um, and they're going to close as soon as the damage is repaired, but they pushed it out a year just in case, you know, it took that long. And, and unfortunately, um, there's a lot of houses down here that have, uh, that have concrete tile roofs and those are on back order up to, you know, six months. So then you, you, you try to line up all these people that need a new roof and all these roofing companies and nobody has time to, to do anything. So everybody is backed up. So, but I, I think that the the market itself down here is very healthy, considering that the interest rates have done what they've done, um, considering the economy. And I mean, um, to me, it just means that if if interest rates had stayed the same, we would be completely bonkers right now. As it is, we have uh, in our in our area right now, we currently have about a about a month and a half supply of inventory, maybe two months. And that is a huge change, you know. Yes, it's a huge change because we had we had zero inventory. I mean, we had a week supply, you know, at some point in time. So, yeah, it's it's. I've I've actually showed houses that have been on the market for eighty days, ninety days, and you know the 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 comments that I had in my realtor feedback. Um, and folks, what we do is we we provide feedback to the other realtors so that when your house is on the market, you know what's going on and what the people are thinking when they show your property. Um, realtor feedback that I thought there was absolutely nothing wrong with the price. Um, so, but I, I believe that that is all changing and um, anything that's priced right is going to be snapped up really quick right now. One of the things you mentioned was that sometimes your contracts maybe will go out up to a year. And I'm curious with if, if these are bank financing uh, situations. No, you know these interest rates are only. You know, the, the you can only lock your interest rate in for I think pretty much 
the standard across the board is like 60 days max. Some of yeah. them are 45 days. Are you dealing with cash offers or are you dealing with bank financing? Yeah. And if you're dealing with bank financing, how are you handling that interest rate issue? Well, so that's that's the bridge we haven't crossed. Yeah, no, these are both cash. There's two of them that I know of. I'm not, I'm just, it's it's a couple of different realtors in my office, you know, when we have our, when we have our office chats, when you run into each other, um, that they're cash deals and they're putting out, they're put out, both of them are put out to up to a year. Yeah, financing, geez, I don't know what you could do, Gary. I mean, I, I you know, and obviously the need too. these people, both of them that are waiting up to a year to buy the house that they want. Uh, obviously, their need is is one that they can stay where they're at. So it's very interesting. Well, that well, but it's good to hear that your market's recovering, Jim. I mean, with all the devastation that was that happened down in that particular area, it's good to hear that there's a recovery happening. That you're you've got some activity. And I, again, I know that in in the south, in, in that southern. Well, I think Florida, you know, as a rule, and but but primarily in that southern part, you know. Yeah. It's 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 the season and the snowbirds are down there and they're buying yeah. condos. I know that there was an article that was posted earlier this week oh. that there's a surge in activity and uh, yeah uh, the the average condo prices are up in the high fours. Well, um, there's there's some so, we should talk about that because you know there's some there's some very interesting condo rules that have changed since the Miami collapse. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. I don't think so. Okay, well maybe we'll wait till the next till the next uh, segment here, but. Um, getting back to, um, you know, some of the statistics, folks, if you're, if you, if you read some of the stats, I read them too. And, um, some of the stats don't mark up, don't, don't match up to, uh, to the information that I've seen. Um, as far as, I mean, the appreciation is for sure. It's real, but some of those sites are saying that the appreciation has gone up like more than it has, I believe. Um, but you know, all in all, this market is still really, really, really good. And to people that say, you know, what's the best time of year to buy a house in Florida? And, you know, it's probably if you want to have a very calm experience, it's, it's got to be July, August, you know, um, when it's when it's pretty darn warm down here. Right now, um, people are kind of crawling over each other a little bit. It's nowhere near like it was. Um, but it's it's a busy time, and um, I think Florida is the number one state in terms of real estate sales for the last year in terms of uh, change. Um, so it's very interesting. I mean, you know, in, in terms of average appreciation. But I also think that where I live, I'm very close to the Gulf Coast. Um, and you can go to the, to the, to the East coast and all along the water, the whole state, the, the market has increased dramatically. If you get into the interior part of Florida, not so much, you know, other than like Orlando, um, and the villages, the villages have gone up a lot. Um, but you get into the inner, inner state and I, I think it's a more calm, um, market because, you know, that everybody wants to be near the water. So. Well, and you can't blame them for that. I mean, that's, no. I think that you hear that a lot and you, and I think you hear that a lot up here too. People prefer these, these types of, uh, recreational property, not recreational, but you're going to live there full time. But I think in your case, where right. we're, we're dealing with snowbirds and, and people that are down there seasonally, um, I think that being by water is certainly, uh, 
it, it's certainly got to be a desired um, thing for them. And, and the fact that uh, uh, there's a lot of water that surrounds the state of Florida. Yeah, there <laughs> you know, is. On both sides of it, they, uh, um, I, I would imagine that there's got to be a, um, uh, a big demand for that as well. Yeah. All right, Gary, perfect timing. We're on our first break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the second segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Saturday from 12 to 1 here on the 21st of January, 2023. Gary, I don't even think we even talked about the tick over of the year, but 2023. Wow, that's kind of a number that seems outrageous. Um doesn't it just seem like uh, we were we were uh, dealing with the turn of the century and the computers were all going to shut down? Um, Y2K. I yeah, remember Y2K everybody well. Stockpile and stockpile and food and I, did you have any interesting listings back in Y2K? Because I know I did. Well, listen that that was kind of the, one of the starts of that first uh, real estate boom. You know, as we got into you know past the Y2K, we got into 2000 2001. We, we saw this Twin Ports market just explode. I mean, and we had a, a three or four year, five year almost, um, you know, real estate boom. And so um, in terms of listings, you, you know, one of the things that always will stand out to me in, in that era is, is the average sale price versus to where we are now. And you look 20, 23 years down the road from, from you know, where we had an average sale price you know, of maybe a hundred and fifty thousand in, in the in the Duluth side of the market, or you know, one hundred sixty thousand, maybe somewhere in there. You know, to now where we are up in that to upper two, almost three hundred thousand. You know, this market has grown like mad. And 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 the one thing that always gets me is, you know, the population level really hasn't changed here in the Twin Ports, Jim. You know, we've you know I haven't wild. seen any. Well, it is when you think about it. I mean, we've there's the ebb and flow with people always coming and going year in and year out. But I haven't seen any new numbers recently about what the actual population level is and what they have listed as you come into the state is 86,000 and some change. And, and my goodness, I, you go back to the 2000 and it's like, I don't, there's not been a real big change in the actual number, no. number of people that are listed as residents, but to see what's happened with the real estate market in that 23 years, and, and what the average prices are, uh, it's staggering. And, and so what drives that when the, when the population levels stay, you know, it's a status quo where there's not a lot of growth, you know, in population up here, but the real estate market is exploding. What, what are the dynamics that cause something like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you it's, know? I think up there, it certainly is, it's, it's like here. It's beautiful here. It's beautiful there. You have to be very hardy there, and then it's and then it's employment. I mean, um, if you want a job down here in Florida, you're gonna find it. I mean, they're looking for you know. There's there's jobs everywhere. It seems to me. Um, so it, it's interesting. I think one of the other interesting dynamics that we haven't talked about in terms of, of a more recent. Um, kind of a phenomenon was the um, the pandemic and everybody is working from home. And, you know, I thought that was going to be standard operating procedure um, from there on out for a lot of companies. And you know what? A lot of companies are calling their employees back home. 
they're calling them back into the office and a lot of the employees don't like it. Um, and I, it, I don't you think that's got to be from productivity? I, I just... Well, I, I, I'm not really sure. I think that there's, a, there's certainly been some posting of articles online about this and some of the pushback from the uh, employees, right. you know, getting settled into that. Uh, remote worker routine. I, I will say this: I don't think the remote worker phenomenon is going away. I really no. Don't. I don't. I don't think that either. But I do think there are people that can work from home productively, and probably there are people that can't. Um, I agree with that. I agree so with that. And I can see them going. All right, the, the, product- system, you're yeah, have the, the productivity you know? is down by by eleven percent. And, you know, we have room and um, we're going to we're going to have people come back in, you know, and, you know, and, and I, th- I think there's a mindset and a mentality that, you know what? Hey, I can work from home. You know, I get to sit in my pajamas all day. I can sit in my right. home office. I can sit in my computer station, wherever. I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to shower. I, you know, I can have my my kid hanging out next to me. And I, and I think you get a little bit complacent with a lifestyle that from a corporate point of view is isn't necessarily what their uh vision culture vision is where you know you, you know we want you nice dressed you know suit and tie casual or whatever so i think you get a little bit complacent with you know hey i don't have to shave today i don't have to brush my teeth or it's just stuff Ew. like that <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that i think that you get used to you know when you're not in a in a uh, Zoom meeting or something like that. Right. But I I certainly think that we've had a a, a massive shift to that uh, remote worker uh, phenomenon, and I don't think it's going to go away. But I do think that there's going to be some some uh, a leveling out of like, hey, you 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 know, you have to be in the office, you know, this many days a week. And and I think my son in law is is a good example of that my son my son in law is a big healthcare attorney out on the East Coast and he is a he gets to be remote for two to three days a week where he can you know works out of his home office, but he does have to travel into town. Um, I think it was at least two days a week just to be there. But um uh you, you know, I think it's just one of those things that that uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's 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 kind of wild, kind of wild. But J- Jim, I want to go back a little bit and talk about this population stuff and the real estate and all that kind of stuff. And and we go back to two thousand and twenty three years years later. You know why the shift in housing, why the shift in all that type of stuff. And I think that there's a couple dynamics that we can look at that has affected obviously the home the, the home buying um uh amount of home buying that goes on the people that are buying homes and and uh, the increase in prices and i think when you go back to 2000 and, and you look at that era you know i think that can be a, an era as we got into the late 90s and i remember if you remember when uh, at the time president clinton was in office he uh they came up with the really loosening of credit right and and um, uh, no, no disclosure of income and that type of stuff. And so I call it the era of easy money. It was an easy money era and anybody could get money. And, and that in turn, you know, it's like, hey, I make $1,000 a month, but they'll give me $300,000 a $300, mortgage. Yeah. I can't afford to pay for it, but they'll give it to me. So what the heck? Let's do it. Yeah. And then, and, and then the, the fiasco that, that followed with them not having any of the originating loan documents, especially in this state, Florida. 
yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a debacle when when the economy went south. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but I think that today it's it's a it's it's more level. It's not quite as hard to get money as it was before that time, but yet, you know, there has to be checks and balances. There has to be the the income there to support it. Um, and, uh, you know, thankfully, I think even with these high interest rates that appreciation is still going to happen, I don't think we're going to plunge into any big, well, I, I shouldn't say, I mean, I think we're leveling off, you know, and, and maybe falling a little bit, but I, 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 it's not going to be a big drop, which, you know, exasperates the problem. It makes it, you know, tenfold worse. Um, well, I think you look at a couple things, though, Jim. I think you, you had that era of, of, like I said, easy money. Then we went into the housing recession, and we had several years of, like, just complete implosion of the real estate right. market. I mean, and, and then you had the era of kids that came up that lived through that when with their parents losing their homes and having to go through all that turmoil as, as um, families. And, and then, you know, as we started to come out of it, we got into a different era, you know, where the housing market shifted, the values went up into the mid-2000s, then they came crashing down. We all went through the turmoil of that housing recession. And as we started to come out of it in 2012, 2013, and we moved into to, uh, uh, an unknown in terms of the housing market, I think the next era that happened that has really fueled this market is what I call cheap money. Right. It's just cheap money. I mean, the subsidization of the, of the, uh, the or the quantitative easing programs that were put in place by the government to help us out of this recessionary period lasted for you know almost eleven years, and so so money was cheap, and we came into a situation to where cheap money versus when you look at housing and you look at the yin and the yang of interest rates versus values and those types of things, Jim, you have. Um, uh, you know, when, when typically when interest rates are high, housing values will be a little bit lower. When interest rates are low, housing values will go up. So you get into this cheap money era that we've been through, and look what happened to the values. They skyrocketed. Look what happened to the interest in buying with the banking regulations that are in place and the safeguards that, that uh, uh, were enacted to not let people get upside down in their mortgages. Um, those things really help fuel this market that we've, that we're in. And, uh, and then the jobs, like you said, I mean, you know, having jobs, those types of things is really the critical element to, to this stuff. And, and now as we go through another shift and, and this inflationary time that we're in, what's the market, you know, going to look like in the next year and the next three years, the next five years, as we try to navigate through, this era that we're going through and and i think it's a little bit of an unknown i don't know i don't know what your thoughts are on that well you know i think that they 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 push it out there long enough to to this this economy you know it's been very strong um and you know now you run into this recession and they they had to cool the inflation or not recession the inflation and i i think they've done that i don't know if the I don't know if the interest rates are going to really come down a lot um, going forward. You know, interesting down here. You know, there's a lot of senior citizens. There's a lot of them out there that, that, that and they're they're safe investors. You know, their money is is put away safely. You know, they're kind of happy about the new rates. 
you know, because they're they're making some money on on money that they have stocked away. So um, there's a lot of interesting points to, to what's going on. But I, I think that um, overall, um, when the rates started to go up and when they were jumping, um, you know, this in this within the last eight months or whatever it is, I was concerned. Um, and I and I think you were, too, that that this was happening too fast. And you and I have always said about the rates. If they go up, if they gradually go up, you know, it's going to be okay. If they suddenly go up, that could really cause, you know, kind of a reverse panic. And, and, and you know, our, our market could, could you know, grind to a halt. Um, I don't think they, I don't think that's happened. And uh, now it seems like there's, there's been some relative calm in the rates, although they're, they've come down a little bit. Um, but there's not wild swings. And I think that's what you and I both agree that, that that's, that's the hard thing. Well, I think when you, you, the, the, the interest rates have, have, I wouldn't say stabilized, but they've certainly, um, come down off their highs and there's a downward trend. And then you look at the 10 year yield, uh, in the bond market and it's down under three and a half percent now, you know, and you look at, uh, mortgage interest rates you know what they're doing that conventional 30-year term is at 5.625 as of today and uh you know the fha 30-year term is at six and a half that's still up there yeah uh, but the va 30-year term is at 5.99 you know and then and then you look at i mean if you're in the market and you can do a, a 20-year fixed you you're down in the low fives at 5.375 for a 15 or for a 20-year conventional and Jim, if you can do a 15-year term, and these are fixed rates, folks, you can get 4.875 as of today right. on, on a 15-year conventional note. So that's, you know, you, you start, you know, comparing that to the 7.5%, even at the 5.625, Jim, that's almost 2% lower than the highs that we were at in September. Uh, and the people that bought houses in that era, you know, are, are you know, in, the, in that timeline, in the third, second and third and into the fourth quarters, you know, right after, you, you know, of, of 2022, those were the high point, high watermark for interest rates. And then after the election was done, boom, it shifted. It, they all started to come off their highs. So um, I think if, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we get into late spring and i'll particularly be watching the refinance market you know because we know how many thousands of mortgage loan originators were laid off as we got into may of 2022 uh you know it's in the thousands across the country so um but there's going to be a lot of people want to refinance out of those high rates you know as long as these rates stay they get into that five and a half rate you know uh, you start saving almost two percent on your interest rate. There's no reason not to refinance if you're going to be in that. If you're going to be there, yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I do. I uh, at least down here. I mean, the seasonal. The the question that I had in, in terms of uh, where is our market going to be is let's see till we hit January and let's see if it takes off. And so far, um, it is starting to take off a little bit. I don't think it's as crazy as it was the last, you know, two, three years is for sure that's the case. But it is taking off and people do want to buy, you know, um, homes down here in Florida and, and condos or whatever. And, and um, then there's, you know, there's always the case of um, people who have bought one in the last four or five years um, just decide that it's not for them and they want to turn around and... 
and sell it. So it's it's interesting, but I think that this year the uh, uh, this 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 early early spring down here I would call it is um, is is very busy and uh, you know I don't I don't see it's not 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 continuing. So all right, Gary, listen, we're gonna come out of a break here. Why don't you give out your phone number? Folks, up here in the Twin Ports, I'm at 218-390-0615. I'm licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. What are you looking for these days? What are your needs? Well, listen, we've got some buyers out there that are looking uh, in the uh, uh, Lakeside, Piedmont, uh, Spirit Valley, um, Woodland, Hunters, Kenwood, those areas up to, say, 225 uh, If you if you've got... Two, two plus bedroom housing in, in those price ranges in those areas. Uh, again, give me a call. I've got uh, uh, buyers in the um, upper end market, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand type of a, a price range. Uh, would be ideal to be a few minutes out of town, but uh, pretty much we'll look at just about anything um, when it comes on the market. All right. And down here in Florida, you can reach me at 218. 218- Three four eight seven six five three. That's three four eight sold. You got any questions about the Florida real estate market? I'm happy to answer them. I've talked to many Northlanders. Actually, sold a lot of properties to people in the Twin Ports. Um, so anyway, any questions about that in Florida? Give me a call. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rounding, Gary Callagher here from Remax on your Saturday afternoon. So, Gary, in the first segment, we kind of alluded to um, some new condo um, laws here in the state of Florida due to the Miami condominium collapse a year or so ago, which was unbelievably tragic. Um, So the state of Florida quickly passed some new laws um, that if, if a building is, once it reaches 30 years of age and it's more than three stories tall, which for some of these buildings, that's nothing. You know, some of these buildings, five, six, seven stories is very commonplace. Um, they have to do what they call a milestone inspection every 10 years. And it is a inspection that is done by a architect or an engineer who's licensed particularly in this area to practice this is all new um they did have inspections but the the engineers had no real authority these were recommendations and the the boards of these associations of these condo owners could pass on on the repairs um which apparently a lot of them have done and so now some of these inspections have been have been going on and some of these buildings are needing some major improvements. Now, a lot of these buildings, the, the, the major improvements that they have are to to help it sustain stu- structural in, integrity. And they're saying it's got to be done within the next five years. But as you can imagine, if they have to do major modifications on a building that is very large, it, it can be in the millions of dollars. And you add into that, some of these associations are funded better than others. In other words, some of these, these um, condo associations have reserves that are tremendous, a tremendous amount of money in reserves. And some of them, like America's bank accounts, you know, 
they don't have much in reserves at all. They have been pushing it, you know, year to year. Um, and they raise their rates when they can, but they raise them enough just to get by. So this hit some of these associations right between the eyes. And all of a sudden, they have no choice in the matter anymore. And they have to fund themselves to a certain point to guarantee that they can handle these um, future um, remedies if they should occur. So bottom line, what does it mean? <clears throat> Last year, um, if you're in one of these buildings that may be underfunded, if your association fees were $400 a month, you know, not very uncommon, um, now they're at $950, for example. And what does that cause? People want out of that building. They can't afford to pay. They can't afford to have it more than double. Um, even though this this is a it's a funding mechanism to get the reserves up, um, and it and it should come down in a few years. But a lot of them can't afford it now, and it's it's causing a little bit of havoc. And some of the things that the inspectors look at is the roof. The load-bearing walls, the floor, the foundation, fireproofing and fire protection systems. A lot of those systems, by the way, Gary, have to be updated. And that is insanely expensive. Um, they look at the plumbing, the electrical, the waterproofing of the exterior. So even though it's a, it's a brick building or you know concrete or whatever, the salt air, um, just it, it just it diminishes the quality of the cement. It, it just disintegrates it over, over time. And the same thing with windows, because if the windows go through a hurricane, a lot of times the, the, the water will go in between um, the walls and the, and, and, and the interior of the building, and it just sits there. And yeah, it's just, there's a lot of things that are um, need to be rectified. That building was a stark reminder that um, crazy things can happen. So, well, listen, water has a really crazy way of finding the path of yeah. least resistance, and it gets into everything. And so, well, then add salt that, water. Add it, you know, like when well, it evaporates, salt water you've got salt start, water in the air. You know, you start compromising. Uh, the you know exterior surfaces of the property and and you start getting water especially salt water like you said the deterioration of these uh you know structures i mean boy oh boy it can it can wreak havoc on them but going back to what you said jim about the condos and these associations you know we don't deal with a significant amount of condominiums up in this market and although since in the last 15 years, 20 years or whatever up here, we've seen some growth in the condo market, you know, quite a bit up here. And when somebody buys a condominium, and I'll speak from this market up here, yeah. and they're, they're borrowing money, they're not paying cash, one of, the banks require a, uh, uh, a budget statement, an annual statement. They require financial information from the association. You know, and, and they re require the association docs. And then the other thing is when you buy a condo, you have up here, I believe it's a 10-day period when you buy a condo to receive the rules yes. and regulations and the bylaws. And you have up to a 10-day period to and, review those and accept them or reject them. And the numbers. And, and the numbers and the financials. You get to look at the financials. 
And you look across the country and some of the things that have happened over the past, say, 10 years, some of these associations are, um, they're very powerful. Oh, yes. And and what the language says in the in the bylaws and the rules and regs, uh, I think it's of utmost important that people understand that. And as a common lay person, you can't really understand some of the legal jargon. And and uh, you know, as I think as real estate people, we've, we've seen those, and, and we can. I think there's things that can raise red flags to us. But by all means, it's never a bad idea to have an attorney review those things on your behalf, because if you're going to live there, you're going to become part of the association, you know, and if it's if it's a uh, depending on who's running it and and uh, uh, all those types of things, I think it's incredibly important. And then you 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 talk about the integrity and what's going on down there in that particular marketplace where, you know, you got to believe Southern Florida is probably one of their premier condo markets in the country. And if you start getting structural integrity issues, and then then you have uh, associations having to assess the homeowners of that property to fund some capital improvements or whatever it may be, and there's no restrictions as to what they can do to assess uh, nor, improvement projects and stuff like that. Yes, I mean, that could be just they, a major league disaster. Yes, nor can the association push it down the road anymore, which is what a lot of yes. them were doing. They were pushing it down the road. Listen, Gary, there is 1.5 million condominium units. 912,000 of those are 30 years or older, right? And this also, by the way, I used to own one. It also includes timeshare owners. So yeah. I we got rid of our timeshare and it couldn't happen soon enough. I mean, it took us years to get rid of it. Finally, the state of Florida um, changed some laws where, you know, I mean, anyway, I don't want to go into that. But so. Well, you don't hear timeshares too much anymore. Well, you don't, but I'm, you I'm telling you, they're passing that along to their timeshare owners as well. And here's the other kicker, right? We've got these problems already. Um, and some of these, some of the, some of the, the next steps, the next phase of these measures don't kick in until 2025. So, I mean, yeah, um, if you want to buy a condominium, I'm getting really good at, at understanding what's going on. But the, the, the key level is it's got, it's, it's a, it's a three story or higher. Um, and once it gets to be 10 years old, then it has to have these mandatory, um, inspections every 10 years. So again, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I also think Gary, if you, if you read about this, this is that condo collapse has, is, is affecting all of the states that have coastline on, on the oceans because of the salt water. And as I understand it, we're not the only states that are looking to implement changes um, in order to make sure that this doesn't happen again in their state. So all kinds of interesting stuff. Well, well, it is interesting, and it's something just to keep in mind. And if, especially if you're going into the, the Florida market, if you're a snowbird, if you're on the water and you've got those um, – you know, be aware of these types of things that Jim is pointing out because I think it's critical. And as a person, you know, if I go down and buy a condo in Florida, I mean, I'm I'm probably a little bit more astute in terms of like 
understanding this type of stuff. But I think your average Joe going down there, yeah, they're just looking to to you know have the uh, a dream place or a snowboard. So be aware of this stuff because I think it's critical in understanding what you're getting into when you're buying one of these properties and the associations that govern them. How much power do they have? Right. And uh, how much? <laughs> what, what is the um, uh, the life expectancy left on some of the major uh, components of these properties, right. your roof, your windows, your siding, your heating, or cooling down in your market, those types of things. I All right, Gary, we're right up on a break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll be right back to wrap it up. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of this week's Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from Remax. I'm going to give you my phone number down here in Punta Gorda, Florida. If you want to have any information about the real estate market down here, give me a call. My number is 218-348-7653 or my email is easy, jimrodning at gmail.com. Mr. Callagher, please give out your digits. Yep, up here in the Twin Ports, 218-390-0615. That's always the best way to get a hold of me. If I don't answer, you can text me as well. 218-390-0615. We forgot to for, we forgot to talk about our fledgling Vikings. Ah, we don't have to. They lost. Yeah. Well, but I, I also want to remind folks, Jim, if you don't have time to listen to the uh, uh, Twin Ports Real Estate Show on Saturdays. We do have a podcast, and our podcasts are posted every Monday after uh, the weekend show. And um, uh, so, if, you, if you're into podcasts, uh, we're certainly there, and uh, uh, we're there trying to know. update our picture. Our picture hasn't been updated yet. Oh. And we kind of look like a couple of bums, but there you we're, go. Uh, it's we're a radio show. They don't. They're not. They're not looking at us. <laughs> All right, Gary. Get so, us some. Give us some stats. Folks, stats, uh, current stats in the, in the uh, Twin Ports side of the bridge. Uh, we currently have 76 active listings for the month of January. That's uh, that's a good number. So far this month, we've sold 38 homes. And we have 75 listings under contract. So uh, we've got some active activity going on, albeit it's a little bit slow. Um, there is uh, uh, there is a, a pulse of real estate real estate activity on the side of the bridge over in superior gym we have 19 active listings only two sold so far this year there are 18 pending properties over on the superior side of side of the bridge so it's a little bit slower over there but i think that's all seasonal and it's always uh uh you know it's cold and snowy at it it's cold and snowy yes and you're all sweaty from uh shoveling all the time well that, i'm just sweaty it. from the heat I've lost a little bit, bit of weight shoveling this year. That a boy. So, in any event, Jim, uh, be interesting to to see when this market kicks in up here. But things are certainly uh, a little bit seasonally slow right now, and as they uh, develop and material materialize, we'll certainly keep the uh, uh, the, the people of the uh, Twin Ports up to speed as to what's going on. All right, that's and it. down in Florida. Yeah, you know, and we'll keep you up to date down here, too. Gary, we're, we're already all out of time. All right, folks, thanks for listening to this week's uh, edition of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll talk with you next week.